You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 374. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 374. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. Hello. How are you, beautiful? I'm so good. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm high on life and spreading the word. I like it. Like... Literally every day, that's what I do. <laughs> you do. You're spreading the word. That's right. That's right. So last week, if you caught last week's show, we did our annual planning guide. That's right. Which is yeah. always a big fan favorite. It's a, a big hit. It's a audience favorite. It trends. That's right. It's trending. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's gone viral. And it... That's... That... That's got to change. We can't say viral anymore. COVID, uh, that, that's right? good. That's like, true. We got to change that one. Ew, COVID. Right? Like going viral. I'm like, ooh, wait. Mm, I ooh. don't like it. My brother told me he saw a really funny COVID meme that said, uh, 2019, uh, stay away from negative people. 2020, <laughs> stay away from positive people. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And I was like, yeah, touche, touche. I did see somebody else who clearly intelligence wasn't their strongest suit because that was that was very diplomatic (laughs) you don't want to know what i wanted to say but i curbed myself there a little bit they got excited (laughs) that they got a positive result from covid because they thought it was positive news they thought it was like positive nice and they're like no, no, no. That means you positively have <laughs> COVID. And he was like, oh, like, I'm like, how, how do you not know that? Oh, my God. That's funny. I can see that, though. Like, OK. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. So uh, anyway, on that note. Yeah. This week, yes. we're going to be talking specifically about reasons that goals tend to fail Ooh, or where follow up. Where, where people kind of get thwarted after they are all ambitious and super pumped up and planning for the new year and goal, 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 goal. And then and, February hits. And then it's womp, womp. Yeah. And we're still in quarantine. <laughs> we're still, like right. we're approaching a year of this and we're over it. So over it. But this is going to be all about getting ahead of the reasons why we get off track and making sure that your goals do not fail. So I think that will be a really great thing for us to revisit. We did this one last year and it was super Mm -hmm, helpful. mm -hmm. And if you have not listened to episode 373, I highly suggest you do that. There's also a free planning guide. It's like six pages or something like that. It's free, people. It's It's free. free. Come on. We did a free shit alert. We did. We did did everything. That we did. Now it's your turn. Now you need to get into action. (laughs) That's right. Thank you. All right, but before we do, before we jump into all of these items, why don't we loosen up the buttons, baby? Let's loosen up the buttons with a little segment we like to call. Would you rather? And today's 
would you rather is, would you rather wake up nude and unharmed on a park bench and have no idea how you got there? Oh, wow. This is like hangover style. Or go to a costume party dressed as a banana just to find out that it's actually a black tie affair and you have to stay the whole night. <laughs> and that's that's like <laughs> Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> Oh my gosh. These are both Well, the first one Like and you'd never know. It would be a mystery for the rest of your life how that happened. I also well, I would also and you said you're completely unharmed? Unharmed but nude. Unharmed but nude. Mm-hmm. I mean in my twenties, I went through a pretty strong exhibitionist phase where I was constantly <laughs> flashing people in. It's true, I had trouble keeping your shirt on. <laughs> Mr. Smith would say, "I have trouble keeping clothes on that girl." Like I was, a, like I was a toddler <laughs> who was like totally restrained by her clothing. Like, get me out of these! I don't, I don't want to wear clothes. So <laughs> that, but that the sheer notion of. How did I get here? And mm. and I'm also, I am not that cavorting and crazy of a person. Like, right. I am calculated and methodical. And you went to bed one night. You woke up on a park bench, park bench, nude and unharmed. Okay. And I guess if okay, if I show up as a banana, <laughs> first of all, I'd be bummed the fuck out because I would love a black tie affair event to dress as. Who told me to dress like a banana? Because this could also be like a mean girl situation where people are trying. That's true. It's similar to the situation where you wake up nude and unharmed. You have no idea how that happened. I just dreamt that it was a fruit costume party. I would pick up an extra tie and just put it around my costume. (laughs) Around like a giant neck? Yeah. You just have this big, well, maybe it'd be a tiny black tie. Or maybe like just a, a top hat. (laughs) To talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Put on my tap shoes. I'm ready to go. Oh my God. <laughs> I I think I would pick that one. The tap dancing banana? <laughs> you just threw in tap dancing. <laughs> that was not a part of the original thing. I I totally have a visual of you in a banana costume <laughs> <Excellent>. tap dancing. <laughs> in my head right now. It reminds me of when Will Ferrell's like doing a little soft shoe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He clearly can't tap, but he's like. Tick, 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 he's tick, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think I would pick that one for a couple of reasons. One is I don't want to know what led up to me being naked on a park bench. Like I can't imagine. And even as a woman, I'm like, I got fucking roofied. Like that's Oof. that's my first thought is right. if I can't remember what happened. Unharmed though. Unharmed, but. So no rapage, no. Pillaging, no anything like that. But maybe they stole my intelligence somehow while I. <laughs> well, apparently they did because you woke up naked on a park bench. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how that has Maybe to... it was aliens. You'll, you'll never know. Okay. But then the logistics of having to get home. <laughs> get home. Like, what if you woke up, like, we live in North Carolina. What if you woke up, like, on the beach? Right. Somewhere? That'll be like four hours away for us. Right. No, it'd be about two. And I'm assuming if I'm completely naked, I don't have phone, money. So that means whatever I'm going to do, whoever I'm going to enlist help from, I'm going to be doing so in my birthday suit. Yep. So the, the sheer implications 
the logistics of getting home. The logistics of getting home in the first one is no for me. Second one, I feel like I have so much personality. You pull it off. <laughs> for sure you'd pull it off. That I could walk up to people and schmooze and be like, well, what's up? Have you tried these tiny hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> just pretend like you're dressed up for the for the party. And maybe I would just maybe I would just, just not clue them in at all. Immediately like, pretend like I don't know what they're talking right. about. Right. <laughs> like what do you mean? I'm not in a banana costume. Like what? Do you like my dress? <laughs> yeah, I haven't worn it for a while, but Oh my god, I love it. It's a the magnificent co- yellow. I love the color. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Gaga. <laughs> so, I think I pick that one also if I'm Running a business where I'm constantly talking about not caring about what other people think. Touche. I should be able to handle that sort of a situation. Yeah. So I rest my case. That is my final answer. I pick the banana. Erroneous, your honor. Erroneous on all counts. <laughs> I pick the the banana. How about you? I, I think I'm going to go with the banana too. I think it actually would be a little bit of fun. Yeah. Well, first of all. It would kind of be fun to try to get home after that too. It would be like an adventure. Like, okay, how do I obtain clothing? How do I obtain a ride? No, you don't like, obtain clothing. You get your happy ass in an Uber in naked. In, no, in the banana costume. <laughs> no, I'm talking about waking up new. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I I also think if it if you pick the banana, that is a big ass banana. That's a big banana. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so enough of that. Yes. Let's get on to more uh Intellectual things. Okay. We would love to hear, though, what you would rather. And if you have some really sound arguments, we would love to hear them. And we discuss that each week in our private Facebook group. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. After Hours. And Mondays are always fun because we kind of debate the the would you rather of the week. And it's fun to hear. Some some people come up with some really creative reasons behind it is. things. It is creative. For sure. So I love, love, love that. And we, it's a great group. Nobody's selling their shit because I don't, I do not tolerate that. And everyone's there just for pure camaraderie and support. And you have stuff going on all days of the week too, right? Yeah. We do like a warm, fuzzy Wednesday, which is super cute and fun. Yeah. And then each month I do a bonus training. So if there's ever anything that you're like, I could really use Amy's advice on this or what do I do in this situation? There's a chance that I will cover that in one of my trainings. So come over and hang out. The best way to go about it is to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you right over to our little corner of Facebook. We'd love to have you. Okay, let's jump into seven reasons why goals fail and how to make sure that yours do not. I love it. So I think I cited this last year when I was talking to y'all about this. There was an Inc.com article which we will cite in the show notes of this episode that documents a study that was done at the University of Scranton. And it chronicled specifically New Year's goal setting and the percentage of people who actually achieved their New Year's goals. I personally feel like this whole If you've hung out with us long enough, you know it's not really a resolution type of thing. We don't typically speak in terms of resolutions because that is so vague. Yeah. Typically, and and it's not tactile. We we oftentimes will just reference goals. Now, depending on what season you are in your life, you might have a shit ton of goals, or you might have one or two, and that's completely fine. 
Some of your goals might be just to maintain your health, given the circumstance that we've had over the last year has been really taxing and trying for most people. So for sure, wherever you fall on the spectrum, just know that that's okay. In fact, both myself and my best friend last year, we had ideas about things that we wanted to accomplish, but we didn't hold ourselves to the same stringent goal setting that we had done every other year. You know, we just were kind of like, I don't, both of us were kind of in that, that frame. Hmm. So things can change year to year, season to season. If you're, if you have new babies or if you just moved to another country, keep in mind that life is happening. If you're dealing with a fucking virus, you know, a global pandemic, then you might want to dial it down a little bit. I think this has been one of the biggest challenges as recovering perfectionists and chronic overachievers, and I know many of you out there are that way, that we almost want to refuse the care that we need to tend to ourselves. We're like, no, no, I'm fine, but I'm not adversely affected, but I kept my job, but I can, mm-hmm. st- I still work from home. And so we make all these excuses of why we shouldn't be affected by the collective trauma of this year. And we don't tend to what we need to tend to. In fact, I'm going to link in the show notes. There was a pod I did specifically on why why many of us aren't having as much motivation and stuff during quarantine. And there's a very real reason for that. So more on that if you want to check the show notes. So back to the study. It was really curious. They found out that 8% of people who set New Year's goals succeed. Eight. Eight. Which means that 92% of people. It's quick math. It's quick math right there. Please (laughs) don't talk down to me. Don't talk down to me. That was impressive. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I'm not auditory. I'm not an auditory learner. So when I listen to podcasts, I don't always hear things and do that sort of deductive reasoning. So I'm just teasing. You don't have to justify it. <laughs> That's right. I don't need to explain That's myself right. to you. You do not. This is my show, and it's a no-nonsense show. <laughs> I don't know about all that. It's a total nonsense it's show. It's a total nonsense show. Okay. Okay, I apologize. Eight. Thank you. Now just sit in your chair <laughs> and just pipe down. So 8%. 8% of people That's crazy. succeed at their goals. So If you're a gambler, that's horrible odds. It's horrible odds. But the great news for all of you is that there are common through lines. And if you want to read more about that, again, it'll be in the show notes. But I've compiled a list of seven things that I think people tend to get arrested by when they are trying to create movement and change, particularly around the new year. Okay, so ready for this. Number one, you set the goal simply because you think you should. Or because other people say you should do it, or your family, or society. And this can be really common also for people who have been working towards something for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they've been grappling with, does this even fulfill me? For example, if you have worked at the same company for 15 years and you're on track to get a promotion... And you've, uh, that's kind of what's been laid out in front of you for well over a decade. Mm. And you're grappling with like, do I even like my work? Do I even want to do this? But yet on your goals, you're like, 
get the director job, get the VP job, you know? And so you're, you're putting it down when it's not really coming from a place of fulfillment uh-huh. and purpose and inspiration. I remember, I think we even, we might've even talked about this last week where you were going to go to PT school. Did we talk about that? I can't remember. But I think we did one year. You were on your way. You were actually had gone through yeah. a decent amount of PT school and got to a point where funding fell through. And then you kind of had to grapple with, do I really want this or do I want to complete this just because I started it? Mm-hmm. And because I, I can figure out the financial stuff, I can, fig- I can figure that out. But do I really want this or do I just need to keep going because I started well, in that case, I was already disenchanted with the education that I was receiving. Yeah. So it was kind of a out for me. I'm like, okay, funding's not working. I'm going to have to figure out a different way to do this. Right. So it, it, it was it was a part of the snowball. Right. You know, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm really glad that that mm-hmm. happened because totally. it took me down a, a much more holistic path. Yes. Um. And led me into the lives of so many cool people and probably yours. Like, I don't know if I would have met you if, um, no, we would have met anyone. We already met before that. That's true. Yeah. But we, yeah, our paths would certainly have been different. I remember even on a much lesser scale, I had made a goal, a commitment of doing P90X. Oh, yeah. Which, as the name indicates, it's 90 days. And I had gotten through about 72 days. And I realized that I was avoiding my workouts. I was putting them off until the very last minute. I was not looking forward to them. But the only reason I would have continued on with that goal was simply because I set the goal. Not because it lit me up. Not because I really wanted to do it. And so I kind of was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. P90X3, by the way, is money, though. Oh, yeah? Like, the third one, yeah, is so good. Oh, cool. Largely because it's only 30-minute increments, which I think are is far more feasible. Now, the yoga one and that P90X was like an hour and a half. It was 90 minutes. I know. It was nuts. It's horrible. Um, okay, so I have a question. How do you decipher between letting go of that goal because you really have decided you don't want it and being a constant not finished project person. Right. That's a great question. Well, the one thing that I would tend to direct people towards is something that I believe was coined by Martha Beck, and it is your big why. And it is why mm. am I actually doing this? What is the grander purpose? Because we're always kind of focused in the micro view of – this immediate decision or I immediately right now need to to finish this or do this or that instead of looking at the grand scheme of your life, the meta view of is this something that is catering to my fulfillment or my happiness or my life purpose, my passion, or is this rooted in a different motivation? So I think that you have to look at what is the resistance to the completion Is the resistance to the completion, am I resisting this just because it's hard and I really do want to see it to fruition? Right. Am I resisting this because maybe I got rejected along the way, Mm -hmm. but no, I really do fucking want that promotion? 
So it's looking at what is my resistance to completion? And if I were to complete it, do I really want that? Do I want that end result? Is that in accordance with my big why? Another question that you can kind of ask yourself is, if no one else knew that I accomplished this, if nobody in my family knew, if, you know, if nobody else knew, would this still be something I wanted to achieve for Mm. me? Okay. A couple of years back, I toyed around with the idea of going for a doctoral degree. And and I may eventually at some point do that. And it was really – I was looking into options where you could kind of fast track a master's and go straight through to a doctorate. And, and I realized that it was 100% rooted in clout. It was not something that I really wanted to do. And it wasn't – it really wasn't the end result that I wanted. Mm. And it was, again, rooted in a place of other people's perceptions. It it does not advance my career. Right. I mean, it could be it could be helpful, but I can have a completely thriving, successful practice without it. Right. So I think checking in with what's the impetus behind this goal? And once I have that, once I complete it. Will that completion be wildly exciting for me or will it just be like, eh, that's what I've always been working towards or that's what my mom wanted me to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or that's what everyone expects of me. And those are the things that we tend to throw in the towel over time. We just get like, I don't even fucking want to do it. So let's start with goals that are rooted in your big why, your purpose, your happiness. And again, a lot of the planning guide that we covered last week will, will be helpful in, in helping you decipher some of that. So be sure okay. to check that out. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, number two, the goal isn't clearly defined. Now, this is something I talk about every year because I, inevitably I see it all over social media and it drives me batshit. <laughs> there are two things that people do. They say, this is the year of one thing. Like, this is the year of business. This is the year of my health. This is the year of one thing. Yeah. And so, and then they don't cater to all of the other elements in our life that bring us fulfillment and happiness. Mm -hmm. There is more to our identity than just our health. There's also our, our communing with family and friends. There's our career. There's our financial life. There's so many other facets to who we are. Now, that's not saying that there's not going to be a hierarchy. There might be certain things that are more important. But when we just go, this is the year of this, we put so much stock in that. And then there's other parts of our life that suffer. So that's one thing. The other thing is people are vague. They they just say, this is the year of my business. This is the year of financial abundance. What the fuck does that mean? That needs to be, <laughs> I am making $150,000 this year, or I am starting my own business by October 2021. This is, I'm going to run this specific marathon. I'm going to see these specific practitioners until my body is healed, right? It's finding solutions. It's tangible. It's quantifiable and qualifiable. These ambiguous, I get so worked up about it because I don't know why that pisses me off so much, but it's funny. Sometimes when I'm working with my clients or my students in Deep Done and Dirty, I will, I will keep drilling down like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So how will you know? Like a five-year-old. How, no, and, and 
just because we we like we like ideas. Most of us like ideas. No, I mean questioning like a five year old. Like, well, why is the sky blue? Yeah, like because it is. Well, why is that? Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, right, exactly. <laughs> You're a five year old coach, right? <laughs> but that's exactly why. And I I had a mentor once who, when I was creating my business and and sharing what it is that I do, she kept going. And why does that matter? And why does that matter? And why does that matter? And why? Over and over again, because we just go, I just help people live their most authentic lives. What the fuck does that mean? Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's like that. Does, nobody says, I just want to live my most authentic life. They say, I want to lose weight. I want this. I want that. So your goals need to also be equally as quantifiable. They need to be, I want to lose this 40 pounds or I want to gain this amount of muscle. I want to be in a Spartan race like you're doing in April. I want to fit into this particular dress or whatever it happens to be. Same thing with money. Very specific. How much and by what time. You can be open to the various methods, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but being very, very specific about what it is that you want to manifest. There's a great quote, and I, I have no idea who said it, but they it says, I always knew I wanted to be somebody. Now I realize I needed to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's like, yeah, you want to be somebody? Yeah, granted, we're done. You're done. You are. You are. You need to be more specific. That's great. And one of the great questions to ask yourself around this is, how will I know if I have accomplished this? How will I tangibly, factually know if I have achieved sure, this. Sure. And and again, this is something that we dig into on the pod last week. If you want some more specifics, we talk about smart goals and and there's some pieces of the worksheets that could be helpful for you. I was you. just thinking about that. That's more of the relevance part of smart. Right. Right? Like, yeah. Why is it relevant? And uh, I think the R that I use is resonant and that's sort resonant. of the, the big why. Sure. But the S is specific. Yeah. You know, making sure that it's super specific. All right. Number three. Third reason why goals sometimes fail is there's zero accountability, Mm. mentorship, or you are not surrounded by the right people. Oh, yeah. Where you're, you know, sometimes this happens like if you want, maybe there's some health goals that you have. You want to drink a certain amount of, you want one liter of water every day or two liters of water every day. You want to at least walk around your block three times a week. And you are hanging out with friends that you had in college who all they want to do is go drinking every night. And you're like, oh, we still connect. I don't necessarily want to kick them out of my life, but they're not helping to foster the change I want to create. And if you think about anybody who is wildly, massively successful they would not do that. Like Beyonce is not going to just do her shit without a choreographer coach, right? A choreo coach. She's not going to do all of that without a voice coach. Oprah is going to have financial people. She is going to, and obviously those are extreme, extreme situations. But we know very, very clearly that one of the crucial elements of success is mentorship, accountability, and support. Yeah. That when you do not go at it alone you are far more likely to succeed. And then there are some people like myself 
who thrives on accountability. In fact, I almost will not do anything unless I have it. (laughs) That's not true. I'm pretty self-motivated. But that's a real key element. And if you know that about yourself, like I am far, give me an assignment and I will always have it done. Then then you need mentorship. You need people in your life cracking that whip. And that, that is one of the reasons why I think Deep Down and Dirty is so powerful, which is the program, my main signature program that I teach. Oh, it is? Tell me more about that. I, I may have mentioned it before on the show. <laughs> so Deep Down and Dirty is a program that I curated probably about six years ago or so, and it has continued to evolve. And it's essentially a f- about a four-month journey with me and a, and a very, very small intimate group. And the process is weekly accountability. It's weekly lessons. And, you know, there's lots that is built in to be that support. So that's one of the things that people say all the time is I have found so much comfort knowing that other people are going through the exact same thing that I'm going through. There's Mm. strength in numbers. Absolutely. And the whole essence of what that program is about is it's kind of twofold. It's shifting this internal piece of what so many people struggle with, which is I'm not enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough parent. I'm falling short. I'm not worthy. I'm, I don't deserve happiness. My wants, opinions, and needs aren't as important as everybody else, which then leads to behaviors like people-pleasing, perfectionism, yeah. control. So it's that internal shift, which we do through some hypnosis elements and some really cool things with the subconscious mind. To change that core belief system of I actually believe in who I am, Mm -hmm. getting rid of that self-doubt, not being ruled by fear, believing in the person that you are, genuinely believing that you are enough. And then the external component of how do I then communicate that with the world? So how does that look as far as telling my family to butt the fuck out of my relationship (laughs) or leave me alone about having kids? Or how does that influence me speaking up with my extremely overbearing colleague how does that work with my spouse where we have all of these issues and i need to really boundary up like Mm. what are the phrases and the verbiage and how do i speak and communicate in this world yeah the tough conversations the boundaries the saying no all of that so that is the big through line that i see with pretty much everyone who comes into the program is I know that my my lack of belief in me is uh, impeding going after a music career, starting my own business, losing weight that I want to, having a happy relationship, manifesting my soulmate, all of these external things. Yeah. That is rooted internally. Absolutely. So if you are so interested true. in that and you know that 2021 has got to shift, you cannot keep going on in that in this same pattern that you have been employing, then I encourage you to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That workshop will highlight the work that I do. It's very intense of a masterclass, so have a pen and paper handy. You're definitely going to want to take notes. At the very end of that, you see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team where you can really dig in and discuss if deep down and dirty is the path for you going forward. Ask your doctor if it's right for you. <laughs> Don't ask your Don't doctor. Don't ask your doctor. They won't have an 
any idea. They, <laughs> They're like, me. are you saying that you are asking me to prescribe the joy junkie? <laughs> you want me to say do deep down and dirty. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll definitely put that link in the show notes, but you can always just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. All right. So number four is there you have no due date or deadline to your goal. And that could potentially be why it fails. Create self-imposed deadlines. And there's a place for that in the training or the planning manual that we put out last week where you can write out tangible dates so that you know, here's what I want to do. Now, you can break it up by quarter. And you can say, Q1, I'm doing this. Q2, Mm. I'm doing this. You know, where you give yourself a three-month window. Yeah. You can have something that's going to take an entire year to do or longer and check in with yourself each month on, you know, if I want to write a book, let's say, or I want to, yeah, let's just say if I want to write a book, okay, what needs to be done by this month? And then what needs to be done by this month? And then, you know, so that you can kind of break it down into smaller steps. But having some kind of a deadline is crucial because if you don't, what people then will say is something like, one day I really want to learn Spanish. (laughs) Yes. And then you say that for the rest of your life. One day I'd really like to visit the Eiffel Tower. One day, one day, one day. One day when COVID's done, you will. (laughs) One day is not a tangible due date. You have to get it down on paper. In fact, there is a piece of how our subconscious mind works. It's actually called the idiomotor response. And it's basically the correlation between our handwriting and what's happening in our subconscious mind, which is one of the reasons why writing down things, journaling, Hmm. making proclamations or definitive goals on paper helps to register with that subconscious faculty that this is what we're going to achieve, right? It's not just for the fuck of it. There's actually a neurological reason why that works. Cool. Yeah, there definitely is. So making sure that you have due dates or deadlines, and if you don't have them, creating self-imposed deadlines. So at one point, I was working on a book and I knew that I needed a self-imposed deadline to get to the next step, which at the time was a book proposal. So I booked a session with a coach six months into the future and said, I need this on a on the books mm. so that I get my happy ass in gear. Now I accomplished that goal And then didn't do anything after that because I didn't have another self-imposed deadline. And there were other things like hypnosis and NLP and other things that came into my life that became more of a pressing goal. But this will be something that I need to put as a self-imposed deadline for 2021 because it has now come back as an important piece. Right. But knowing how I operate, I know I need to set up those parameters. And you've done that with your Spartan race. Uh-huh. If I have this race in the future on this specific deadline, I need to start training now. Yeah. And I need to hire the right people and I need to have the right supplements and I need to have all these other things fall into line. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Number five, 
you quit at the first setback. This is this is a challenging one because Mm -hmm. this is kind of going back to number one where like when do I give up because I just don't I don't want to do it. And when do I give up because it got hard? Right. That's what I was getting to with my question. Right. Earlier. And it's important to know that if it is a massive goal, you're likely going to have obstacles. And there's kind of that famous Japanese proverb of fall down seven times, get up eight, (laughs) which we've talked about. And I never realized this until somebody was like, wait a minute. I think it was I think it was on Facebook somewhere. They're like, if you fall down seven times, you get up seven times. You don't get up eight times. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, why does nobody ever talk about that? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple math. <laughs> a little fast math there for you. But I had never <laughs> caught that before. But I think we understand the sentiment. It is you keep getting back up. Yeah. You definitely give yourself some time to mourn or some sadness. I can definitely tell you at various times during my career, I would launch a class or try a specific business tactic and it would fail and then I would have to ball my eyes out be so sad go through that phase of nobody wants what I have to offer (laughs) you know you have to go through the grief and then you pick your happy ass back up you regroup you change tactics because if you still want the end result it is worth finding out the tactic that works for you yeah okay I love it number six this is huge. And this is also something that is a constant piece of the work I do in Deep Down and Dirty. One of the major reasons why goals fail is your self-talk sucks. Mm, mm, mm. We focus on the obstacles. We focus on what we can't do. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with that, babe? We throw it in the trash can. That's right. We throw it in the trash can. That's what we do. It is so easy to even even with this past year going well of course that would happen in 2020 can eat a bag of dicks and you know just <laughs> saying staying so acutely focused on that's gonna be on the would you rather by the way <laughs> would, would you rather, rather eat a bag of dicks <laughs> or yeah put that in your phone put that in your notes <laughs> jot that down mr smith i remember hearing some sort of ratio i can't remember what it was i wanted to say you sp- it would behoove you to spend 95% of your time on the solution and only 5% of your time looking at the problem. But a lot of times we do the reverse. Yeah, for sure. And we and then that builds up all these can'ts. Well, I can't do that. Well, I can't do that. Well, I can't. What if you shifted that focus to solution, becoming solution oriented? Mm-hmm. Okay, process of deductive reasoning, that doesn't work, that didn't work. Okay, what could? What have I not explored? What are other options? What have other people done? What else could I try? And starting to look at at things like, I remember, uh, and it's funny because now we're in sort of a a flip-flop situation. I remember years ago, you were working on like some fitness goals and you would get really, really frustrated because you were like, every single time I work out, I get injured. Mm-hmm. And I've tried everything. <laughs> and NLP would say, everything? Have you tried everything? Are you sure you've tried ev- everyone, though? Right. Nobody? Right. Always? Never? You know, 
questioning the absolute. And I remember gently telling you, I think you've tried like five or six things, but I don't think you've tried everything. Right. And you're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to be pissed. But do you still want that end result? And now I'm kind of in that phase dealing with some <laughs> some stuff with my my own health where I'm like, okay, this is where I need to remind myself I need to change tactics. Yeah. And interestingly, interestingly enough, it was about your age when I was going through that. <laughs> when I was your age. <laughs> Well, I was you. I know. I get a nice little snapshot of what, what, what I'm in for with you. Well, I'm feeling pretty healthy right now. So hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. You're hoping for that. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that. So number six, switching that self-talk, reminding yourself of your why, getting that on screensavers, reminders on your phone, creating passwords around your goals. Getting connected to that meta view, that bigger picture of why do I even want to accomplish? Why is this worth troubleshooting mm-hmm. these tactics that, oh, this one failed and let's try this different. I cannot tell you how many times I threatened to quit my business. <laughs> there was a period. I don't think I could tell you. We would call it the launch blues. Mm. And every time you would do a launch for a new program or a new something, There was a phase right in the middle where I was like, forget it. I'm going to go work at Trader Joe's. They have a happy environment. I'm just going to do that. Maybe they'll let me draw all the tags. That looks fun. (laughs) Like there was a a time every single launch where I was like, I'm just in the launch blues. I'm going to go work at Trader Joe's. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so getting connected to speaking to yourself like, okay, this happens every single time or change strategies. What's in your power? What's the solution? What can you do? Whose help do you need? Do you need to reach out? But speaking to yourself in a really positive voice. Just anybody that's curious, Trader Joe's is kind of a novelty grocery store here in the United States. Oh, good. Good point. Some people may not know what They're that like, is. They're like, who the fuck is Trader Joe? <laughs> All right. And then finally, number seven, your method is off. And this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier. When when I decided to throw in the towel with P90X, I didn't want to throw in the towel with fitness altogether. It was just that particular method. Mm-hmm. There you go. And the minute I switched to another workout format that I loved, yes, that was the perfect format for me. Like, hell yeah. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. I love when you find those methods too. But, it, you know. Like they say, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get to the prince, right? And the thing that I always bring up about that is there's only one. Unless you're polyamorous or unless you're a polygamist, which I highly doubt you are, you're only looking for one. So by sheer virtue of the numbers, it's likely that there's going to be a shit ton of frogs. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Just by... I'm just talking in a metaphor, the not mathematics. necessarily in dating, right? I'm just saying you have to go through a lot of the the angst and the disappointment and all the things that come with it before you get to the end result. That's right. right? So, and that's a really good point of what you're saying here is I'm not trying to say that that having a positive mindset or having a a defined timeline makes things magical and you're going to be shit and glitter. Mm. It's still going to be taxing like you're you're building a fucking school right now 
and you're playing around with a lot of different moving pieces that are probably going to need finessing. Yep. But you know you want that end goal. You have a big why. There is a reason to pursue and and get through the downtimes, to get through the tribulations. So I'm not trying to sum this all up as like this is going to be super easy, but just knowing that if it's something that's a desire of your heart, it's worth it's worth attention. And again, that's one of the things that we uncover so much in Deep Down and Dirty is like you deserve to find that fulfillment. Yeah. You're allowed to want those big ambitious dreams. No more of that who am I to want this or sure. imposter syndrome and all that bullshit that we're fed. No. No, 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 no. But it starts internal. Like you have to change that core belief about who you are. So number seven, figuring out the method that works for you and knowing that it could be a bit of experimentation before you find that right method. I know I've used this example before that when I first started my business, I did a lot of in-person networking and I still had like still had the end goal of whatever it was, like five clients by the end of November or whatever. Yeah. But going to these in-person networking events, that was not what I wanted to do. I wanted- I was like scratching the chalkboard for you. Oh, I hated it. So then when I switched to online marketing and like social media and things like that, I was like, yes. So I just had to switch my method. The goal was the same, but the tactic needed to change. Mm -hmm. So similarly to you, PT versus the type of body work you do, the goal is the same. I want to help people be more mobile in their bodies. And I want to have this type of a practice and all the quantifiable pieces. But the method changed. Right. So keeping in mind that you might have to have some method switches over the years, over over however long it takes to accomplish One your goal. One other thing to add to that. Sometimes things are easy and that's great. A lot of times they're difficult – to accomplish and there's a lot of a lot of strife along the way but a lot of times and this is something i found out throughout years of life sometimes you have to go through that to figure out what it really is that you wanted at the end that's right like it might be this pie in the sky dream and as you start going through and doing the pieces to get there it changes a little bit completely and you find a new angle and you're like i actually don't think I want that anymore. I'm going to do this. And, you you know, the process becomes the goal. That's right. Right? You know, that I very much experienced that when I was a corporate trainer in for a, a prestige makeup brand. And my path was laid out in front of me, mm-hmm. right? Like I was going to be with them till the day I died and continue to just keep moving up. And there was a straight up mourning process when I realized I don't want that anymore. Yeah. And I, you know, had to grieve it and and then took a long time. I, I think I even talked about this last week. I had three years where I wrote down on my goals, solidify an occupational path, mm. solidify an occupational path. <laughs> and and this was before I was doing really quantifiable things and the tips I'm giving you now. But it took a long time to get to where I'm at. And yeah. it took some some finessing and some deductive reasoning and trouble and trial and error and (laughs) additional education. So be gentle with yourself, but 
if you have some of these components really locked in, your chance of being in that 8%, I think, is much, much higher. Much higher. So let's do a quick little recap. Number one, set – and I'm going to frame these in the positive instead of why they fail. Number one, set up a, a goal – based on your big why, not because of what other people think, but because it's something that you want to see to completion. And that completed item is going to bring you happiness and joy. Number two, define the fuck out of that goal. Make sure that it is completely outlined, specific as possible, times, dates, all of that. Number three, get accountable, get some support. Number four, have deadlines and due dates, even if you have to create them yourself. Number five, be prepared to have setbacks, but get back up again. Be prepared to get back up. And you're allowed to be knocked down for a little bit, but be prepared to keep going if you have determined that that goal is something you truly desire. Is that seven or eight? Get back up seven times. Seven times, okay. (laughs) However many times you fall, just get up. (laughs) After seven... Just stay down. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> if you fall down an eighth time, that's it. Shame on you. It, yeah. <laughs> to mix it, metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> um, or what are those idioms? Okay. Number six, work on that self-talk. Focus on the solution instead of the obstacles. And then finally, number seven, figure out the method that works the best for you to achieve that goal. Hoping this is helpful for you, check the show notes for additional links or anything else that you might want info on. Any other thoughts you wanted to throw in the mix before we end? No. No, I don't. All right. (laughs) So there you have it, friends. Hopefully that will kick your goals into action. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving. Did you just burp? I did just That's burp. amazing. I'm going to leave that in. Loving and living your most badass life. <laughs> Mr. Sm- Ms. and Mr. Smith out. Blech.